Everybody, welcome back to Community. Welcome back to Player to Player here at Nerdy Northerners. I'm your host Jake, and I'm joined by my co-hosts Danny and Wes. Geez, that's a way to start off. But it's good to see you guys. Can you see what I did last night? Right. <laughs> so every week here on Player to Player, we gather the three of us, a uh, uh, big industry. Uh, either uh, insiders having been managers of stores or enthusiasts, uh, big fans. We share with you our thoughts and opinions on the weekly news, and today is going to be no different than that. There is a lot. There is Gamescom that happened this week. There's obviously still the ongoing controversy surrounding Epic Games and their lawsuits with Apple and Google, uh, among other things, between the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X. Lots of stuff that we're going to get through tonight. And uh, we are going to get it started off here with, uh, in the lines of Xbox, we're going to be talking about Microsoft. Um, so Microsoft has tapped into top talent from two big companies, that is Bungie and Crystal Dynamics. And they are aiming to be pulling out of their uh obviously people for a and now this is what i said just during the just before we got live here a little bit dumbfounded by a quad a studio which i didn't know was a thing apparently it's a thing but a quad a studio known as the initiative this is stupid so i mean <laughs> even gonna sugarcoat this this is stupid uh I think it's cool that they're getting top talent, but I mean, sure. you, Wes, you are a developer, so please explain to me. This this must be this must have came up along your course of work. What is a quad A developer? It's a completely made up thing that has just it. it, it they're just trying to make it sound like like a super group. basically. So you've got your AAA studios. You know your your people putting out Call of Duty. You've got like Bungie's a triple A studio putting out triple A games, the big budget, you know, massive titles. Uh, and this is just Microsoft trying to say, like, hey, we've got a quadruple A studio. Yeah, that's exciting, isn't it? And they're working on a quadruple A title that we're not going to tell you about right now, but it's totally a perfect dark game. And yeah, that's it. That That's that's all it is. It's just so marketing. So Perfect Dark is going to be making a comeback, you think? I I do. Yeah, the the stuff I I the stuff I was seeing as, as this was being announced was some people saying, "Hey, you know, Perfect Dark hasn't been made in a while." I'm just saying that you know, it's not necessarily Perfect Dark, but it's not necessarily not Perfect Dark or at least something in the Perfect Dark universe. Uh so yeah. I mean, to that point, you are taking people from Bungie, obviously known for Halo and Destiny as well, big first-person shooter uh, advocates and obviously experts, and then you're going with Crystal Dynamics, who of course is Tomb Raider. So you're yep. taking two elements that, to me, make up Joanna Dark perfectly, or you know what uh, Perfect Dark was. And I mean, it makes a lot of sense that we could be seeing another perfect uh, dark title of that. But to call it quad, I just, I, I really can't wrap my head around the quad. I, it's, 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 it's weird. I find it a very, very weird classification. To me, if anything would be a quad A game, it would be something like World of Warcraft, 
where you need like 700 people, 800 people. Even that, it's to, it's, it's just AAA. Like the 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 AAA thing is, it's just it's it's an akin to, to sports, right? You've got AAA baseball. You know, you've got AAA hockey in in sort of the competitive sense in Canada, and that like it, it, to call it call it quadruple A is just stupid. Like, and AAA is a bad name anyway. But this is this is just marketing. That that's all this is. Danny, what are your thoughts? Uh, I have to agree with him. I, I don't I don't see uh, how that can be better than a AAA company, right? It's it's one of those things where, like Wes is saying, this is all just to make them look great and be like, hey, this is this is the next thing. We are the top dog. Uh, you know, our next project is going to blow your mind. It, it really tries to come across as that. I just I, I saw that news clip and I was just I quad a hmm. There's a first. It, it's just it's too long to even say. It, it it's is too many. It's so many syllables, and you trip all over it. Like AAA, at least like flows pretty nice. You can get that out pretty quick. But you get into quadruple and quintuple. Like, I'm a septuple <laughs> A studio. Like fuck off. Well, you, you got indie, you got AAA, and now you got uh, quadruple A. Quadruple A. Yeah. Well, isn't indie supposed to be A and B? Like, isn't that where indie games are supposed to fall? Is like I mean, A and B. Like, if we're, bo- if we're mean, going by the alphabet, sure. or not, not yeah, A and B, not? but A and double A, sorry, A and double A, A and double A. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a- a- there, and B. There, <laughs> there was never even like a lot of that. It was like here's like the the B movie, there were like B style game, sort of that that mid range game that really kind of doesn't exist anymore. And then there was triple A, and then there was indie. Like it, it's it, it wasn't even following any kind of like real format for any of that stuff. I could understand their like you know they're wanting to be that distinguish you know that, that distinguishment and be like hey we're we're a game that you should look at because I guess we spend a lot more money and I mean like what what would make and classify like a quad A game versus a triple A game and a double A because Fall Guys to me comes off as like an A or a double A game. But that game is whomping right now. It is taking every game by storm. It is amassing massive sales. And game's awesome. Like, is that a is that a quad A game? Because they're like, yo, look at our bank account. I, I mean, sure, they've they've got a quadruple A bank account. That's for sure. Right, like <laughs> the most downloaded game on on PSN ever, um, and doing like kick ass on on Steam as well. So. I mean, yeah, the, the whole, like, well, we're a triple-A studio. It's like, yeah, well, we made a A game that made us triple-A. Uh, I don't know. I, I, it it would have been just many more. Ways, yeah. It would have just been more expi- exciting had they just been like, hey, we, we've started this new studio. It is, like, veterans of, of Bungie. It's veterans of Crystal D. And they've combined their talents, and here's what they're working on. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and make that announcement it's not a new studio the initial has been around before as far as i has there been a okay yeah because i i'm not i I don't remember a studio called the initial there was the coalition i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure the initiative was mentioned before because to me to me it comes off as like i've heard of it it before 
but it wouldn't surprise me. I, I mean, in all honesty, the initiatives, that's a good game studio name. I like it. That is, that is a really solid name. I, I like the way they've gone with their studios, the coalition for gears, the mm. initiative. Well, what's the initiative? I mean, yeah, it, that, it, it, good naming. Then yeah, got, it is pretty good. They got 343 Industries, obviously off Guilty Sparks, but that's uh, you guys have messed that up so far. At least the people you hired there still fix that. Anyways. Well, at least I was going to say, you know, Microsoft Microsoft should hire them for uh, console names. <laughs> yeah. Speaking yeah. of Halo, uh, in one of our earlier episodes here, Player to Player, uh, which, again, if you're listening for the first time, welcome. And you can also catch all of our previous episodes over on your favorite podcast source, whether it's over on the Google Podcast, Spotify, or iTunes, you can find us over there. Um, speaking of Halo, uh, earlier we had mentioned that they had plans to potentially delay the game and that they would maybe remove Xbox One support. Uh, they have since came out, the for three industries have since came out and said that, that is, uh, they have no plans to delay the game until 2022 so nixing that and they also have no plans to delay uh support until 2021 now uh i can't remember the gentleman's name and uh, i didn't manage to get it down but they did bring in a guy last week or a company last week that had worked on the original halo trilogy one as i'd be halo ce two and three and they were responsible for a lot of what went on in that game as an example, the man who voiced the grunt for the first three games is one of those people returning to work with 343 Industries and get this Halo game finished. What do you think about that, Danny? I think that's a good idea. Like when when we talked about the about the launch being uh, in 2022 for this game, you know, we we were all pretty shocked. This this is a thing that you know Microsoft showed off for their new console, and it gets pushed at pushback because of of a tv show i'm guessing um so it's nice to see that this you know they, they're trying to get back on track they're trying to bring out this game you know voices of people whether he's going to be playing the character that he did in the in the original series like that's that's pretty cool so just to add up there a certain affinity is uh returning back to help them and they're coming on as a co-developer i guess they've already been working on the game with them since 2019 december and uh, they are back to help them try and get it finished up. Do you have any hopes of this restoring the game and making it something that is going to be a franchise saver? Because at this point in time, the ship of Halo really looks in dangerous positioning. What do you think, Wes? I mean, the, yeah, I, I, I can definitely see this being a little bit of a, a cause for concern, especially so late. Um, you know, they, they must have been fairly close to, to having something ready to go if if they they only delayed it just these these last couple of weeks um, because they would have been getting into like bug fixing territory where it's everything you know uh, content locked everything's complete and you're just you're fixing bugs mm-hmm. um, that being said like with this delay obviously it gives them more time and that kind of thing and and bringing on someone else now is is definitely a little concerning as far as like uh, you know, the, just the, the state of that game as, as things go. Um, but that being said, there's definitely some hope there, given that it is a team that's familiar with working on Halo, uh, especially across like Xbox One and, and PC. Um, I'm assuming they, they did both versions or, or at least one of the versions. 
Um, so yeah, there's at least some some you know something to to kind of t- latch onto as as hopeful because they're going to be much quicker at getting up to speed with the feel of Halo and and kind of how those games are supposed to feel when a player's uh, at the controls. So it, it's not as bad as bringing on someone who say never worked on a halo game ever yeah gives a little bit of hope here's to uh my belief that halo infinite will at least ship in a much better state and getting somebody on like the original grunt voice actor who that uh that that drinking drinking titty milk scene in the 10th mission as you're escaping through the uh um uh what's the ship there please tell me you guys have gone down that corridor and found that grunt can't say nope. <gasps> oh my god it's one of the you, best you started down a path there ah! and i was like what the fuck right? is he I, talking about i could tell by your face I you were talking about star wars for a second <laughs> we we're getting into some luke skywalker type shit oh I, I could tell by your face you're like oh my god what is he talking about no seriously there's a grunt in the 10th mission on uh, halo like the original halo when you're escaping in a warthog as you're going through the pillar of autumn while it's exploding you have to cut down into one of the specific hallways and you go down there and there's a grunt at the end and he's like, oh boy, I can't wait to get back so I can get me some of that good old titty milk. Woohoo! <laughs> Swear. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I have to believe you misheard something. <laughs> like, I swear. Or it's like, like I, I, please don't quote me word for word on that, but it is like, Almost like I might have messed up the ending, but like it's really just the one word that I'm latching on to here. <laughs> no, seriously, like the guy at the, the watch, Grunt. Uh, let's see if I can pull this up here oh, for you. We're gonna ruin this with fact checking now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm like 90 percent sure. So, some somebody clipped this as there it as, is. Jake fact here it is. Titty milk. So the thirsty grunt is a special dialogue grunt in the Halo Combat Evolved level the Maw. This is according to HaloFandom.com in everywhere. Well, it's obviously okay. Okay. Thanks. Yep. Nope. Le- le- yep. Legit. After the bridge where Fohammer is shot down, keep to the right side of the tunnel. You will eventually see a small passage on the side of the wall. Go through the passage, and about halfway down. Uh, you will see another passage to your right. At the end of this passage will be the thirsty grunt. Upon approaching, he will say, Good thing that food nipples waiting for me at the starship, because, man, whew, have I worked up a big grunty thirst. <laughs> All right, yeah, okay, you know what? So, <laughs> the, word, the word was not exact, but... Maybe the, not titty, but nipple was there. there. Yeah, you know, yeah, so... Yeah. yeah. But anyways, it's... Yeah. And, uh... All right, I stand corrected. Yeah, and you know what? I'll even I will even put it in our our, uh, our Discord, and for you out there, if you haven't uh, joined our Discord already, you can find our Discord on our social medias. Uh, Nerdy Noilers, come join our Discord. We want to chat with you about everything games, everything nerdy. Um, but yeah, so yeah, you can go. Ch- you guys can go check that out there. Um, moving on though from Halo and uh, the Thirsty Grunt. Uh, Sony warns that the PlayStation 5 will have limited quantity at launch in their new pre-order page. So for you guys out there who haven't seen this, Sony has put out a notice that those are those who are the biggest fans who have, and who have received an email have the ability to go and register on their website and pre-purchase a PlayStation 5 bundle. Um, the, the bundle looks 
like I'm pretty certain you have to buy a controller, or sorry, two controllers, two headsets, and a system uh, to be a part of this. So a little bit, in my, in my opinion, on the, the high end, but they say it's going to be limited and that like th this could potentially be the only way that the PlayStation 5 is going to be sold. I'm a retailer. I still work as a retailer. I'm a game store manager, and I'm very, very curious and concerned kind of in a lot of ways that this will be the road that they go. I, I, you know, I personally don't think it's the best. I'll explain my thoughts a little bit more later. Uh, Wes, though, I know uh, you've been at EB Games before. What do you think? I definitely have some thoughts about this. Uh, I the, the crux of it is I kind of fuck Sony on this one. Um, to fuck them for for I for okay. How do I want to order this? All right. So they want me to ask them if I am worthy enough to pre-order a system that they have not even bothered to tell me how much it costs or when it's releasing <laughs> yet. That I have to prove that I am a big enough PlayStation fan, as uncritically thinking as possible, to just say, "Please, PlayStation, am I good enough as a player, as a as a PlayStation fan, to pre-order your next system?" Fuck that. Fuck you. That, <laughs> that's I. I. It's such. It's such garbage. I, like. If they had just said like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna put like a first stock of th uh, of pre-order slots available that they are gonna be made available after we make the announcement of the the release date and the price," cool, they'll they'll be available there, and it, it's just gonna be a chunk. You'll still be able to go to a store and buy it. I, I would have been like, "Okay, fine, whatever. That's that's how you want to sell some some consoles directly to a consumer. I I can get that. I understand that. But to do it like this, to do it as like." Hey, we're gonna base it on you know your your interests and your previous PlayStation activities. Like, fuck you. That that's fucking garbage. You know, I'm gonna take a bit of time here to expand on this because I find that this can be a very, very negative trickle down effect that can really, really hurt the industry as a whole. I mean, that uh, by by. If this is going to be the way that the PlayStation 5 is rolled out is through these, well, one, these pre-orders that you have to go and prove yourself, you need to go and have all, you know, the trophies, proven time membership. Um, and, and, I mean, that's great for all of your existing fan base. But what about everyone that is trying to get into your console, all the new people that are considering going from Xbox Series X over? Like, now you're telling them, you know what, because you weren't with us before... Now you're not with us. Now, I mean, in a way, now you're not with us. Now you're going to have to wait at this point unless something changes where, you know, there's more information released. But as of right now, they say, well, it's going to be limited. They say that they are, you know, they might only be able to make around 10 million units. Uh, and if that's the case and, and they continue these online pre-orders, a store like mine where I work or even games, uh, GameStop and all these other big game stores, when you're not selling a console, the, the math on it is that if you sell a console, right, there's about a 60 to 70% chance that that person is going to come back and buy something else from you again, right? That's how powerful a console sale is for a store. If you buy a console in a store, you're likely to go back there to buy your accessories as well as your games. It's just 
Not all the time, obviously. Again, the math is 60-70%, but it's, it's something to still to focus on. So you're going to lose a lot of foot traffic into those stores. You're going to lose a lot of accessory sales into those stores. You're going to lose a lot of game sales into those stores. You're going to lose a lot of other sales in those stores. Um, you're going to lose the foot traffic that is generated going to those stores. There's, I mean, it's great for PlayStation 5 and Sony to have that direct consumer relationship. And, and, and ultimately, I mean... You can't really blame them. I think that's where the industry as a whole is kind of going at this point. It's going to be very, you know, I mean, every industry is being hit that way. The distributor, that, you know, warehouse guy sitting there who's selling to all the stores, that, that idea is kind of shrinking. The, the, the middleman's really being taken out in a lot of areas. And I, I, I can see that happening eventually to, to, to game stores. I think it's early to be, you know, taking the next biggest console being like okay well we're not going to release it in game stores it's just going to be pre-order only and we're going to ship it to you and then i mean like that just takes the complete like again like using that 60 to 70 percent math like, that takes that idea of having to go to the game store to go and get your games out so it's like well i'll just buy the games online i got this online yeah so, i might as well buy the games on amazon they just ship them right to me Right, they, right. they get, they'll get here the same day as the console right danny what do you think you're i know you're a big physical game collector and this is going to be i mean ah this hurt this hurts you when your loves the most what do you have to say well you know it's funny because every week i feel like i'm trashing one or the other so other uh companies i feel um, the same way right. <laughs> well it's funny because like like wes brought up um you know, having to prove yourself to be the, you know, the biggest PlayStation fan, you know, that's, that's hilarious. Like, you know, I, I don't have my lips tattooed to Sonny's ass, but, uh, (laughs) but there's, there's so many things wrong with this and it's, it's, it's like a domino effect. So, you know, yes, I'm a huge physical media guy. I hardly buy digital. It's, it's a rare occurrence. Um, I am always that one guy who enters your store, Jake, purchases, and I sometimes I, I lay down, uh, you know, freaking $200, $300 on some um, B games or whatever. Um, but yeah, this, this is going to hurt a lot of businesses. What people don't understand, and these companies are trying to save money for the stupidest things uh, because they think that it's going to help them out in the end, which you might save a little pocket change, but it's not going to be... Uh, you know, this huge investment, you're not going to be rich by, you know, avoiding, like you said, the middleman. Um, what people don't realize is that once all of these brick and mortar stores close, that is a lot of people out of jobs. Um, like I, I work, I'm a manager at uh, at a grocery store and like, I'm, I'm lucky because everybody still needs to eat. But like other places where, you know, they're selling games or clothing or whatever. Yeah. You know, the internet is vast and you're able to purchase anything you want off Amazon or different websites. But um, I personally think about the people, which is why I love going shopping locally, is that I want to support these people because I know that if we don't support you, you're out of a job. And frankly, I don't want to be in a world where, you know, I go from home to work and not have a place where I can actually go and look at a physical product. I, I like to 
get my nice, beautiful hands wrapped around that new game, be like, you know what? This is a nice cover. This is something I'm going to buy. And uh, I don't know. Like For me, I, I have no interest. I've already told, and I think I've said it here on the show, once a console goes completely digital, I'm out of gaming. I just, I don't care to pay for something that I don't own. Uh, like I said, I, there's, there's a lot of games that I can still collect from the past. That will be my, that will be my mission. If a system goes or, you know, uh, or brick and mortar, uh, places go down and, you know, there's no way to get physical products. This is just a stupid move. Sony's stupid. Uh, Microsoft does a lot of stupid stuff too. Uh, I don't know. I just, for me, I'm very old school in that stuff. So my, my mindset up, like I said, I, I'm not purchasing either of the consoles. I don't care about them. Uh, but this is going to affect a lot of people. And that's going to be on Sony's uh, head there. You know, as much as they are a competitor of mine for my store, I am still very concerned for the state of GameSpot, uh, GameStop because... Where be. where they're sitting right now, like they were relying on this quarter, basically this third fourth quarter, to be their savior as they're transitioning stores. Okay, if you don't know what's going on with GameStop, they're changing their stores to try and make some of them like D and D outlets, putting in tables, doing that assortment of things to make them like that. They're putting in esports areas, they're putting in computers. So they're trying to change up their stores to make them more like community gathering spots, right? But like you're taking out the biggest way that they would make money. It's not on the selling of systems because I can tell you that retailers make nothing on console sales. Nothing. I can also confirm that. We make nothing on console sales. What we make money on is we make money on the accessories. We make money on the games that are sold. So if we're not selling the games and we're not selling the accessories because the accessories are, well, they're being purchased and delivered online and the games are being purchased online. The games too, I mean, new games don't really make us, mostly in the accessories, but if, if there's no if there's no new games being bought physically, then there's no game trade. And obviously that like that is the bread and butter of a game store. It's people buy new games, they don't want those games anymore, they trade those games in for new games, the cycle continues, then you have a game store that's like, hey, I'm gonna be your middleman. Um, I mean, the one thing that, that gets me with digital, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, 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 as you guys have something to say off this, we'll, we'll move on to the next one, but the one thing that gets me about digital is just the loss of um, monetary value in, in, in when you purchase. I mean, you you're buying when you buy digital a lifetime license towards something and like in the case of xbox one for instance or even playstation 4 because we're, we're going to talk about this in a little bit later here um in the case of playstation 4 uh right like xbox and the backwards compatibility you know you want to make sure that like that digital library you bought like it's, it's going to continue on with you not you know, if you if you sunk a thousand dollars into Xbox One games digitally and they couldn't be transferable over to your new system, that's that hurts. And I mean, Sony's kind of a little bit in that boat. We'll talk about a little bit more about that later, though. Um, but yeah, let's move on though from that. Um, Fortnite has a new trailer uh, based off of the new uh, event going on. It's Marvel. Marvel is the newest thing going on in Fortnite, so you can log in there and find yourself unlocking some Marvel character skins, including She-Hulk and others. So if you are a, a Fortnite fan, go and check that out. 
Would you guys be excited I, for I, that? Wes? As as a fighting game fan, it, it makes me so sad because <laughs> I really want a new Marvel versus Capcom game with you know more than just characters that have been in the movies recently. And Marvel versus Capcom Infinite all had you know very short on characters, and they were all from the movies. I want you know the the, the good big 50-man roster with, mm-hmm. you know, all sorts of random characters like Super Scroll and, and, and shit like that. And it just made me so disappointed to see Wolverine and, and shit like that. And it's like, oh, it's, it's in Fortnite, right? Of course. Yeah. Can see, I- what I want is someone to announce a Marvel versus DC fighting game. Now, that would be gold. Yeah, you know what? Ed Boon has teased that shit. He yeah, has that done that. Nice. Oh man, but he's such a troll. Like he, he, I know it's not real, but man, I want it to be real. Oh god, it, if it's real, like just like my money, just take just take oh, yeah. my money. Oh. Yeah, I I would be I would be in. And and like I'm 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 seeing in the the chat there that uh, Draven saying that MVCI sucked. I liked MVCI, but man, that game's got some serious fucking issues. It, like mm-hmm. the game was fun to play, but it's shit to look at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, Danny, what are you thinking about Fortnite and Marvel? Does that interest you? Does that get you in? Or oh, well, not really. Like, not a fan of uh, of Fortnite. And Fortnite had the DC pack, right? And I'm a huge DC fan. Um, didn't really interest me in that. It's great that you know they're bringing, like I said, they're bringing more franchises to uh, to uh, Fortnite for people who love Fortnite. It's just a great extension of uh, of uh, classic characters. It is. Moving on, uh, Dragon Age 4. I'm not sure if you two are a big fan of the series. I know that I am. I love the Dragon Age series. Tremendous RPG. There's a little bit of footage that has been shown off uh, at Gamescom. And basically it's showing uh, a few new locations. There's not a whole lot that is known on this other than a few new characters returning. Um, Even the plot is, for the most part, rather unknown. There's... It's just, there's just screenshots. I mean, it's, uh, screenshots look nice. I can't really describe to you the way that a picture would look, uh, in a detailed manner, I, I find. So go and find out on, uh, IGN or go check out on GameSpot or any of those other sites. They will have screenshots for you to go and plow through. The game looks gorgeous, though. I mean, uh, it, it is, it is looking amazing. The one thing that they have revealed for the plot, though, and I find that this is very interesting given everything going on in the world. Uh, you're going to be having a story about when you don't have power and the people that be, the powers that be, uh, are not doing anything about the issues around you. So you're helpless, you're powerless, and the people that have all the power aren't doing the things that you think they should be doing. They've kind of touched on those themes a little bit in in some of the the previous games with the mm-hmm. the, the treatment of of elves and dwarves and that kind of thing and common sort of like fantasy tropes that way but they've they've touched on that a little bit but never actually put you into that role yeah so, so I, yeah that, that that's interesting i i am a little concerned because the way that they showed this off was a lot of developer interviews yeah and you know talking about how great it is to work on the game and showing them working on the game but and and like interspersing that with with footage but they did the same thing with mass effect andromeda leading up to its release and i'm sure we all remember how that game turned out uh so it it 
sort of raised some red flags for me. Uh, I hope it turns out good because I really enjoyed the the first and third one. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it it was it was an interesting thing to touch on with with trying to pull in some modern <laughs> modern current events. Right, Danny. What about you? Have you have you uh, seen much about Dragon Age Four? You a Dragon Age fan yourself? Uh, I've never actually played one, uh, so I can't tell. Yeah, I can't tell you. <laughs> Listen uh, out, sure, man. Yeah, so I, I'm guessing that I will would like it. It's just I never got around to playing it. Have you ever played Mass Effect? Yes, I've played Mass Effect. Did you enjoy Mass Effect? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Dragon Age is Mass Effect Medieval. Same company. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's the Bioware. same company. Yeah, it's a Bioware one. It's, There's no Shepard. Yeah, well, yeah. There's no, there's no shepherd, shepherd equivalent. Like, like <laughs> there's no like you're not playing. Like, here's here's your dude, and you're gonna play yeah. him through the trilogy. That that's yeah. not the way it is, though. More like the oh, choices, okay. like the, the the choices mm-hmm. and the things throughout the game you have to make lines up right with the Bioware game. Lines up. I always like comparing the two. I find them yep. similar, and but uh, I have to try it. You definitely, definitely yeah. will have to. Yeah. I haven't realized yeah, the time they're, here. They're good games. Uh, we need to get to a break here, folks. So we'll be back in two minutes. Stay tuned, and we'll be back with more of the gaming news of the week that you don't want to miss. So see you in a few minutes. Everybody, welcome back to Player to Player here. I'm your host, Jake, joined by my co-host, Danny and Wes, where every week we talk about the gaming news that you don't want to miss that happened since our last episode Obviously, we've talked about a fair bit already for those of you that are t- just tuning in now. Um, so you'll want to go back and catch what we had to say about the earlier stuff. But moving on, we're going to get right into this. World of Warcraft Shadowlands has a release date. October 27th, the newest expansion is finally coming out. And uh, yeah, it is It is looking like it's going to be a good one. You're going up against, uh, oh man, I'm drawing a blank on her name right now. Uh, Sylvanas, you're going up against Sylvanas, who has gone and turned the world into darkness and shadow. So, very, very interesting. I'm looking forward to getting back into it. I haven't played World of Warcraft since just around Cataclysm. I played a little bit of the... Did I play Battle for Azeroth? I don't know if I played Battle for... I don't think I played Battle for Azeroth, no. Warlords of Draenor, that's the one. Warlords of Draenor, that's the one I last played. So... But I find something interesting what they're doing here is they are compressing the levels. So they are going to be taking you, because right now it's at level 120, and they say that the numbers are getting ridiculous. Everything's getting stupid out of control. So when you hit, when you go into this new expansion, they're going to take you down, or they're going to take you from 120 down to 50, and you're going to level back up to 60 for the expansion. Okay. So what's the level cap in the game? Like, how, how high can you actually go? It's well, 120 it's right now. Is it 120 right now? It's 120 right now. One, fuck, I don't remember. Because well, That's it, right? It's Battle, for, Battle of Azeroth. Because they tried doing five, and people didn't like five levels. They're like, oh, five levels sucks. So like, the okay, five we'll, levels thing sucked. It did. And it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, it, we'll it, do ten. Well, it just made the expansion feel really small. It did, exactly right. Like, you burned through it in a couple days, and it was like, okay, well, I did everything. Now it's run dungeons and wait for raids to come out, I guess. Right. So, I mean, I did, you know, it's funny, is I actually, uh, 
I had a copy of Battle for Azeroth just laying around my store. And I was going to clearance it for like 10 bucks. And I was like, well, I don't mind if I do, I guess, in that case. So, <laughs> I'll, uh, hey. Yeah, so. So That's I, the George, uh, buddy. Right? Yeah, there's perks, man. Right? That's what I'm saying. There are perks. So I was, I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll take it home and I'll install it. And I guess I'll get around again the time card. But at least I've got this now. So it's. Uh, I mean, you'll need to go through that content anyway to get to the expansion, right? All right. Right? So I'm going to. So, I can't wait to level up to 120 and go back down to 50. Yeah. It's, it, it, yeah. I mean, it makes a lot of sense, though. It makes a lot of sense with the way that the. Um, the stats have been going. I, I know the last time I was playing, I mean, you're seeing damage. I, I'm pretty sure my death knight two expansions ago was rocking like a mill health. A yeah. Mil they've done, they've done the stat squish a few times. Like it, it, they squish it and then it bloats out again because I, I mean, what do you do for power levels other than increase the numbers right. and then, you know, squish it down when it gets too high and then it bloats out again. It's it rinse repeat, but it's a, uh, definitely a weird thing to do it with a level yeah i mean I, I, that is cutting it in half you're taking 120 down to 60 being the max after this expansion like after you complete the content you're back level 60 are they are they doing like a story thing for it is it does something happen to you nope have they have they explained the process or is it just you log in you're level 50 now yeah mm. you're gonna log in you're level okay. 50 and, 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 and I get it, because I mean, again, like the numbers, like when you walk, like, when I was walking up somebody, it's like, you know, two hundred twenty thousand damage. You're like, screwed. <laughs> well, and it sounds so daunting too. Like if you're, it, let's say somehow you're starting WoW, at, at level one, new account, like yeah. new player, like okay, I'm level one. What's the level? One hundred and twenty. Yeah, okay how long is that going to take me to get to and you know it it doesn't take a long time they've done a lot of work to to speed up and and shorten that process but just based on the number alone it sounds daunting the other thing too and if i sound so you've you played a lot of world of warcraft west I've, I've played a fair bit yeah um by the sounds of it, and again, I can understand this too. One of their decisions also has to do with the fact that some of the content is just getting so outdated and old. Cataclysm went and absolutely changed Azeroth, um, but a place like the Burning Crusade, where yeah, that, you know you're looking at Outlands, and that. it's the same as it was back in 2000 and I think eight when uh, Burning Crusade came out, 2008, yeah, and if. If, so oh uh, seven, I think it was. I mean, that's twelve years, and I, I, I know yeah, that land like the back. Time. I know that land like the back of my palm. Like it's, it's, it's. And uh, yeah, it just it gets stale, right? Like after you've done it a couple times in and around that time with a few characters, and then you go back to it, leveling up someone new or something like that. It's, it's always just like, oh right, yeah, I did that. Okay, I run over here, or fly over here, run over here. Yeah, it, I, it, yeah. I haven't seen anywhere if they've said this, but I'd be interested to know whether or not, like, are they trying to make all the expansion content kind of redundant and almost like using Shadowlands as a reboot? Like, yeah. we're going to go back to, Maybe. you know, we're going back to level 60. Like, all that other content is like, like, like. Maybe, I don't maybe pushing it into wow classic because they don't sell that stuff anymore, right? Right. Like, you can't, you don't buy vanilla wow 
to 60 you oh buy my a god wow i would yeah i just figured it out yeah oh we know their <laughs> tactics they're gonna be scoops they're gonna be taking out the content burning crusade is gonna be the next thing coming to world of warcraft classic they're gonna be like nah it's burning crusade yeah oh, you can buy yeah, it all for... over again for the first time all over again i don't know just buy it again oh i actually probably would do that though please forget about diablo immortal burning burning crusade was so good the og Oh. Yeah, Burning Crusade and Wrath of the Lich King were awesome. And then it went downhill from there. It's been downhill from there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of ways. A lot of ways that game's gone downhill. We got to move on, though. We got too much to talk about here. Um, let's see. We've got first details for Fall Guys Season 2. Speaking of Fall Guys earlier, um, Season 2 is going to be medieval. They've got new suits and they have levels coming as well. Um, no release date that I saw for that. But uh, it is going to be obviously coming around the corner, no doubt. Going to be a cash cow making machine. Wes, you guys played it the other week on Game On. How did you enjoy it? I loved it. I, I thought that game was so much fun to play. Um, it, it's a it, it's a simple idea, but it's just brilliantly executed. Um, I, I was a little surprised, not just in this, not so much in the announcement of a season two, but uh in the announcement of it actually being themed i thought was an interesting choice um it wasn't one i was expecting uh so we'll see kind of how that works out uh because you really need if you're gonna theme it you gotta nail it in in a good way so um you know i'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it what about you danny have you had a chance to play fall guys yet yep i have been playing it it is a lot of fun too i have to admit it is a lot of fun Speaking of, uh, Ninja was one of the streamers who has won a chance to have himself in the game as a Fall Guy skin. Him and Mr. Beast, for those of you unaware of Mr. Beast. So the two of them are going to be skins. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about streamers necessarily, I guess. But I mean, at the same time, why not? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I, I'm, I'm surprised there isn't, you know, I, I assume there's a Ninja Fortnite skin, but maybe there isn't. I, I, I don't know. But I'm surprised this hasn't happened sooner. Uh, I don't think there's a Ninja Fortnite skin. Really? So. Wow. I was surprised. Okay. Yeah, right? I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Um, but yeah, that, that's what we're sitting with Fall Guys, all the news on Fall Guys this week that's come out. Um, back over to Sony, 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 Sony. Well, two things are, are going to be, we're going to go with two things here with Sony. The first is following Horizon Zero Dawn, Sony may be bringing more games to the PC. Uh, th- this is based off of people that, uh, know some inside information. Um, but yeah, the basically comes down to, Horizon Zero Dawn's been released on PC for critical acclaim. Lots of people are picking it up. I just got done watching another trailer for it earlier today, and it's just like the way that they're pumping up the game, being like, "Oh, game's got to improve this, improve this, improve this, improve that." I'm like, "Man, like you guys want me to buy this for PC?" And I was ranting about it the other last couple of weeks, where I'm trying to figure out my gaming purchasing and how I'm going to purchase games. With them making the move to put the Sony games on to the PC now, I'm in an even greater position to say I'm not buying any console 
because all of your games are now on PC, and the only one that will never, ever, ever put their games on PC because they never have to is Nintendo. And I said this that if that if there's a con that if there's a console that can withstand and create one more, it would be Nintendo. And yeah, I don't know, man. I, I I would love to see a PlayStation Plus pass that comes out for PC. You 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 buy that pass, you get access to PlayStation's games. They've got to be figuring out something like that for P, for PC at this point, or. I don't know. Maybe they're just going to release their first party games and that's just how they're going to release them. How are you feeling about this all, Wes? Uh, I, you know what? I, the idea occurred to me when I saw that they were bringing Horizon to, to PC um, that I, the, the way I could see them doing it is it's the end of the, the PS4 gen. Uh, you know, they've got PS5 around the corner and I could see this being their their uh, another way of kind of monetizing these these existing games and take those PS4 exclusives that were only on that system and put them out on PC. And then at the end of the PS5 generation, do the same thing with the PS5 exclusives. Not necessarily do it over, you know, that some PS5 exclusive goes to PC. It does, but just it goes when a PS6 is out, you know. Uh, and I, I, I could see them kind of doing that. Like, now we start to see... Maybe in a few years we see God of War on on PC, mm-hmm. but it's the the version of the game that came out two years ago. Yeah, you know it's not the next one. That one's going to be a PS5 exclusive. I, I could see them going that route with it, and that that doesn't doesn't bother me too much no. because yeah, like like you said, I mean when I saw that trailer, I was like, you know, I've played Horizon already, but I I got a PC that could do all that. I I could go back and play that again. What? Why not? Uh, I mean, I haven't. I haven't picked it up yet, but the the idea definitely occurred to me. Right. And uh, oh, I, I think we could see some more PC games uh, of Sony's on there. Danny, what do you think? I see the same incident happening with what's going to happen with Microsoft. Um, what what would be the point of the PS5 then? If if a person has a souped-up computer like the three of us have, um, why would they purchase the Sony system if they can get all their titles on the PC? Right. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what sort of led me to that idea of, like, what if these are just PS4 games? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, like, they, they don't need to sell PS4s. They're, they're, they're shifting gears. They want to sell PS5s. Exactly. You know, so, yeah, sure, put the PS4 games out on PC. That's just money for them. Yep. If, assuming that that porting those over is fairly fairly simple, you know, I'm going to use simple in, in quotes there just because it's it's a programming task. It's not going to be simple. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if, if it's a fairly straightforward thing for them, then yeah, like put put these games out that exist on PS4 only and put them out on PC, and then when your PS6 is out, do the same thing with your PS5 games. Why not? Yep, I can see that. Uh, that to me, that sounds a little more logical. Especially yeah. if they want to sell a system. And I mean, I, which I assume. Yeah. <laughs> in theory. Speaking of selling systems, the other point about PlayStation I wanted to bring up is that their backwards compatibility is now a little bit more confusing. We know that Microsoft and Xbox Series X are saying that they are going to be having the backwards compatibility all the way back to the Xbox original on the titles that are on the program. Um, I also looked into it. I think they do have that same team 
reju uh, rejuvenating all of those titles up to the Xbox Series X. And then there isn't any word as to whether or not they would be adding any more in. But I, again, like if, if you're trying to position yourself right now in this, cha this change in industry, because I mean, we're at a point where like, I don't think they can do another console generation after this. I, I, I it's it, another eight years. We're talking 2020 or, or yeah, sorry, this is seven years. Let's give it seven years. We're going to talk 2027 that they're going to be releasing the PlayStation 6 or the Xbox Series XX. Careful, Xbox. <laughs> but I'm still caught up on 2027. Right? Yeah. But, it's, but it's just like, look at our tech and how quickly it's advancing. That's why I think that Microsoft is positioning themselves because they're already on PC. Microsoft's already a PC company. So you've got Microsoft positioning themselves. And they're like, hey, you know what? We'll see you on PC. We'll see you on our system, right? And, and we're, we're interchangeable that way. And the thing that they've got going for them for the longevity of their Xbox Series systems is that they've got the backwards compatibility. Sony's came out and said that, or not Sony came out, sorry, a Ubisoft report has came out and said that there will only be certain PlayStation 4 games that will be backwards compatible on the PlayStation 5. Now, Wes also pointed out in our Discord uh, with a post that uh, news article um, that as of, I think it was July 13th, all yep. PlayStation 4 games had to be able to work on the PlayStation 5. So you've got all the upcoming titles have to be playable on the PlayStation 5, but all the pre ones, those are up in the air. And I mean, the Xbox is coming out saying, or, and you have the Xbox Series X saying that your entire Xbox One library, entire catalog is compatible. I, I, I think that's that's pretty huge. Danny, um, I'm going to throw this one to you first. How does that make you feel? Um, well, I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's very hard to... Uh... To put it in words, words that, you know, it doesn't make me look like a complete douchebag for destroying systems. Uh, you know, it's it's funny. We uh, we talked about this on Discord and talked about it on previous, uh, previous shows. I knew this was going to happen. I had a feeling that uh, with Sony and the backwards compatible, uh, the same with Microsoft, was just talk. It was a way to hype up their system. Now, you know, this is by Ubisoft. So my idea is, is that coming from Ubisoft itself, it, they might be talking about their own titles. So this is still not really... Until Sony decides to pop out and tell us that, you know, that this is the truth, um, I'm just going to go by and say that this might be just for, you know, Assassin's Creed titles or, or something. I, I think that that's what it means. Certain games uh, from from their own uh, library of, of games. Uh, but if it's true in that in the form that they will not be able to play, you know, say I want to, my brother buys the system. I want to play my copy of Bloody Roar 3 for the PS2 and I want to put it inside the PS5 and, you know, it's not backwards. It's compatible with it. Um, like it's it's a shame. A lot of people really, really love to have backwards compatibility on their systems. 
you know, um, well brought up earlier that, uh, you know, a lot of people um, already have old older systems to play, which in the case I do, I have all my older consoles and I'm, I'll never sell them. Um, but like, you know, for the new generation of people who want to go back and play these games and you know, want to spend, you know, their like 150 or 170 dollars on a game that you know back in the day costs 49 59 bucks uh, i'm a collector so to me i've already wasted that amount of money uh on certain games uh, not to mention super metroid which i'm very happy with uh but like you know th- this this is one of those things where like the ps3 where sony said hey we're gonna have backwards compatibility on the system that was one of the main selling points of the ps3 at the time a year later, we had a revision of the console. It decided to completely trash that in the garbage can. Um, so this ain't no shock. I, I had a feeling if it's true, and if Sony is is saying that that you know that this this thing from Ubisoft is 100 percent true, they just lost a they just lost another amount of people who were really interested in playing their older games. So I got Draven 1985 in the chat saying even if you were to purchase an older console, wouldn't that suffice? So, to that, with the Xbox One, what they've already done with the backwards compatible games is their graphics are improved, their audio is improved, the fidelity is improved. So, it's a better experience overall. You're not just, like, plugging it in and it's the same thing. It's, it, is, it is better. It's significantly better. And the same team is working on doing that and taking these games and putting games, and, and this is what they've said in their quote, putting games at 4K resolution that were never like going to be in this realm so it's like it's taking these classic games and continuing them on for play what reminds me of the xbox series x is the pc is that like i've got neverwinter nights on my computer a game that came out in 2004 i can still play that game right now today right um so it's there is a continuation for those older games whereas it's not it's not the same for you know you know the consoles um and i mean with like, like the xbox one catalog is, is is pretty big and to allow those games over is is huge um a game like spider-man for the playstation 4 wouldn't be allowed over god of war wouldn't be allowed over at this point if going by going by this these rules i mean you're talking like pretty much the main not main because there's a bunch of other ones that would come out a good plethora of playstation 4 exclusive titles that are now to be run obsolete i i am under the impression uh that uh, and i believe the article mentioned that the playstation 2 and playstation 3 games will be purchasable like same thing they did with the on the PlayStation Four with the older games, so they'll allow you to buy them in their original standing. But other than that, and f- so for the consoles, so before I pass this on to Wes, um, that saves a lot of money. An Xbox original console right now, Canadian is I think eighty nine ninety nine. So you're talking still like that, still that much for an original Xbox? It's going up, man. Like, oh, yeah, COVID, okay. like uh, like I've got a Crystal Xbox upstairs, and that oh, was, and it's kind of next in line for that nostalgia kick too. That the, the Crystal Xbox I have upstairs was one sixty last I checked, and I think it's like two twenty now. So right. I mean, it's and then you're talking okay, so that's original Xbox, next box two sixty. Okay, those are dime a dozen, but still fifty hundred bucks. 
how much memory you want in your drive, you know. And then you're talking, you know, an Xbox One to play the Xbox One games, you know, if you, if that was the case. And like that's that's like five six hundred bucks. That's an Xbox Series X console. Oh hey, just buy the Xbox Series X console, and you can play all our games. Wes, I I I, I wasn't surprised because uh, Mark Cerny had kind of laid out the the foundation for this when he did that really deep technical dive into the PS Five, and at the very end was just kind of like you know it, it will play PS Four games, and we have we are are going to do this on a case-by-case basis we have been focusing on the top 100 ps4 games whatever that meant and and those games are going to be our focus we obviously want to have more but that's where our 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 initial focus is going to lie and then sony was very quick to come out and say no well there's going to be a lot of games it's going to be more than 100 games a lot of games are going to work so i i mean this this might come back to bite me in the ass i i do fully expect the sony games like i expect God of War will be a backwards compatible game, no, if not at launch, then shortly after, because the, those are those are the games that they want people to be able to say, "Yeah, I can keep playing that," or or what have you. Um, it, it's disappointing though, because really, like Sony was the company that really drove this. Now, obviously, this was a long time ago, but you had your PS One, you buy your PS Two, and your PS One games all just worked. You, you yep. just put them in, they all just ran. Um, and then, it, yeah, the initial PS3 did the same thing. Now, obviously, it had PS2 hardware in it that allowed it to do that. Um, and that shit was pricey in and amongst their dumb cell processor garbage. But, yeah, it's it's super disappointing to, to see that, like, they've got just this vast library, this back catalog that it, if they tapped into it in just a really great way... Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like Nintendo has always kind of been on the the cusp of like really grasping it with the Virtual Console and and um, the 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 Switch Online and that sort of thing. But even the Switch Online, I feel is is kind of faltering because the games they're putting out on on for NES and Super NES are not tremendously exciting. There's some good ones there for sure, uh, but some of the monthly updates they've done, which I think have kind of slowed down um are are not super exciting um so i i really feel like the, like them especially have got a great opportunity to really jump on this backwards compatibility train and and to do it in their online environment sure just just give me this virtual environment i can play all these games netflix style cool like i'm i'm down for that um and and, and unfortunately like as you kind of keep going through generations the idea of keeping systems around i i keep them all as well but i've only got so much space i've only got so much room to put these things and the the associated games and accessories and that sort of thing mm-hmm. uh and then even over and above that like i i've got an hd tv out in the other room like just over there i i've got a ps1 it doesn't have av ports on that so on that TV, I've got to go and buy a thing that'll convert, okay, convert yeah. that to HDMI, and it'll probably do a, a pretty crappy job. If I want something super good, I can get like a a Frame Meister, but that's like six hundred dollars because they don't make those anymore. And <laughs> like it, the, these costs start to add up, and it's like I just want to play a video game, right? I, I just want to play, and really, I I just want to play like the first level of Super Mario Three and <laughs> call it a day. You know, I don't need, I don't want to play the whole thing. I just want to get my fix. You know, 
Yeah, I, I, I think the addiction. Exactly, exactly. I think Nintendo's... I just want to hold down on that white block and fall through the world and get the and get the key in the fortress and that's it. And then I'm I'm good right? for a while. I think Nintendo's uh, you know, had something interesting here because they've been really the only one to completely change how their cartridge game looks. Almost every generation they spit out a console. They're like, let's ah, fucking flip it up. So it's like, I know a GameCube game would work in a Wii. But a GameCube game wouldn't work in a Wii U, and a Wii game would work in a Wii. So they, they they've kind of had like a little bit of a backwards compatible there for those those three generations. And and the GameCube game wouldn't work if you bought that Canadian Wii, the red one, right. if I remember correctly. Right, it the, wouldn't the, work in there. The Wii Mini, yeah, the Wii Mini. You couldn't. Mm-hmm. That was a cheaper version of the Wii. Can't yeah. uh, can't play GameCube games in there. And then yeah, the Wii was GameCube compatible. Wii U wasn't. And then they go, yeah, fuck the Wii U. Let's go cartridge. Let's go back to the OG days. Like, we're dumping discs completely. But then they had, like, the virtual console on the Wii was was great. It had, like, Neo mm-hmm. Geo games, Sega Genesis. Like, there were so many. Uh, Turbo Graphics was there. And it's just gone now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they shut it down. So if I didn't Probably download licenses. all my games that I bought, I can't anymore. They're yeah. They're just gone. I yeah. imagine a lot of licenses. I know that Turbo has a system coming out with a re-release of all their games. Probably along those lines. That's why we don't see that anymore. But it would be nice to have a way to play Nintendo classic games without having to go and retro hunt it all down. There's no way Nintendo makes money off it, but could they be using that as a marketing? Oh, definitely. I can see that. Keep Keeping the nostalgia alive, being like, yeah, you got to go find our game out there. It's, uh, it's out there somewhere. Well, just look at it, uh, like with new release games, or I should say, uh, the first party titles of of the game of sorry of Nintendo, they don't make as many copies as say PlayStation or Xbox, right? Which is why we're not seeing a, a decrease in price on like Mario or Super uh, Super Smash Brothers or you know their main titles, and that's why they become so rare later down the road. No one's selling their copy or you know unless they really really don't like it or they yeah. just want to play something like that is where nintendo is making that money they're not putting these these games down but people will still pay 79 dollars for mario kart uh, mario kart what is it eight now mario kart eight mm-hmm. like they, that's that's how nintendo is making its cash and, and they do make a lot a lot of it they do make it looks like it is. T- Ooh, sorry, Russ. I was yeah. I was just like like I said a, a few weeks back. My my dream for the PS5 was just straight up. It would just play everything out of the box. Like I could just put in a disc and it would work um, via like straight up a software solution like Microsoft did with the Xbox One. Uh, I thought that was a brilliant idea. Um, but yeah, with what they're doing here, it's a crapshoot. Like them saying, "Oh, we strongly." They they've said they strongly encourage developers. To, to make their games playable on the PS5. And it's like, okay, cool. So, I strongly encourage whatever you want. So, I got a few things to share with you guys here. Um, over on our Twitter, for you out there who are not already on there, and Northerners on Twitter, go over there and make sure you follow us. We had asked out earlier, uh, sounds like the PlayStation 5 only be, will be only backwards compatible to some PS4 games and nothing older at this time. Unlike the Xbox Series X, which will support all the way back to the OG Xbox. 
How important is backwards compatibility to you? A whopping 78% of respondents said very important. Oh yeah, this is a, this is a massive thing. Like people don't understand how how many people like want to play their classic games. We all have a huge library of of games from the past that we would like to play in our new system. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this this doesn't shock me. I think I think a real barrier is in the fact of having to go and buy these other consoles. Like to me, it's like man, you know, I, yeah, I would love to have the Dragon Age series, but like. I don't want to have a 360 laying around and, you know, like if I could just plug it into my Xbox, it'll work. Um, I find that, I find that crazy. 60, or sorry, uh, 78% of respondents said very important. Very I'd, important. I'd be curious to see what, what those numbers were like uh, going into previous generations as well. I wonder if that number has been increasing just as as generations go on, this is what generation nine mm-hmm. question. Um, um, something like it's eight, yeah. eight or nine. Something yeah, like I think that. it's nine. Um, so yeah, I wonder if that number's just been increasing over time as just people are getting more and more games and kind of, you know, like I, I, as a kid, I kick myself cause I sold a bunch of games that I had to buy new games because yeah. I was a kid and didn't have money. Um, like I, I, sold i had a gold cartridge uh zelda ocarina of time not anymore sold it so i could get a playstation one you know and i love my playstation one but i'd still love to have that gold cartridge back i had something like like, uh, which is why i do these hunts right this is this is why i go out and buy all these games like i said my previous uh purchase was uh super metroid which is in absolute mint condition and i freaking love it a game that I sold when I was younger. Yeah, and my like my my wife used to do a bunch of uh, garage sailing and that sort of thing. She'd go out with a friend, they'd go to garage sales, and she was sending me pictures if she found any games. You know, like, do you want any of these? Do you have any of these? You know, that that's it's a it's a fun thing to do, and you know, it's it like I said before, like the Xbox is next in line. Like everything is now PS One and N sixty four nostalgia stuff because the kids who had that when they were, you know, in those formative years are now turning roughly 30 mm-hmm. and those systems are now important to them. So, you know, go back and play those games. Um, and, and yeah, Xbox and, and uh, PS2 are next in line. That they are, that they are. And so something else here, uh, we, we'd asked in there a few days ago, also on our Twitter, uh, more and more, we keep thinking about just keeping Game Pass for the PC and not buying an Xbox Series X, uh, which is weird because they always bought the consoles new at launch. How many people plan to buy an Xbox Series X? We had, uh, out of the respondents, 50% said yes, they plan to buy an Xbox Series X. 43% said no. And 7%, and this is kind of funny because this is where I would land, is in the Game Pass, Game Pass Plus PC. Uh, so you have very, very kind of strict division there in the yes and no's. So obviously, people want to buy an Xbox Series X. There's a hard no to people that don't. And then there's those that are going to go Game Pass and PC. Does that surprise you, Wes, at all? That number's higher on the yes side than I would have expected. <laughs> a little bit, right? I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, like uh, not, and I don't mean that as like necessarily a knock, but yeah, given the option of the the PC 
uh, Game Pass thing. Like, it. What what I'm kind of drawing the conclusion I'm drawing from that is is kind of that uh, there's still that market for people that don't want to mess with the PC side of things. Yeah. Um, because of perceived complexity, um, and and with a console, I, I put the game in the console and it just works. It works the way it's supposed to. It works the way it was intended to. You know, with a PC, it's a bit more of a. I, you know, I shouldn't say it's a crapshoot, but it's a bit more of a crapshoot if it you're is. not fully versed in kind of what you're looking at. Um, it can be a lot harder to determine. Like, hey, is this game going to work on my system? I don't know until I buy it. Um, and and hopefully there's a decent refund policy in place. But um, yeah, that's that's about the conclusion I kind of draw from that. What about you, Danny? Yeah, I, I, I'm totally shocked with that number. I was expecting to be uh, a lot more for no, I'm not buying the console. So, uh, yeah, that is pretty shocking. But it just goes to show that, you know, there's still some loyal fan, uh, some loyal, you know, Xbox people, right? And they want to see that they want to see the, their company do good. They do. They yeah, do. That's, that's a good point. Well, folks, that is it for tonight on Player to Player. Going to leave you guys with the games that are coming out this week. Got a lot of hot ones, so for those of out there, here are your games coming out from August 31st to September 6th. We have Ari and the Secret of Seasons releasing September 1st, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. We have Crusader, oh, answer NPC. Uh, Crusader Kings 3 is a PC yeah. exclusive, and Wes and I were go going over this just before the break. It is available yeah. on Game Pass. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Oh man, I can't wait to get my hands on Crusader Kings three. That game looks awesome. Oh, ten it looks so 10. fucking awesome. It looks good. Looks good, and you guys should be excited for that as well. If you don't have Game Pass for a PC, you're missing out. Um, Iron Harvest is also be released in September first for the PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and PC. Friday, we have a few games releasing. There are a few heavy hitters on Friday too. I might add. First up is Marvel's Avengers for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and the PC. They will be all be releasing. And, uh, yeah, Marvel's Avengers has had a lot of good uh, rave about it from the beta that was available. WRC 9, the official games, Eraser, is available on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on September 3rd. Um, also on September 4th is NBA 2K21, so the latest game in the NBA 2K series. Last but not least, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 is releasing this Friday. A lot of people are excited about that one. I'm I'm one of those people. I love those Tony Hawk's games. They were so it's good. Crazy. It's crazy to hear that uh, that name. They were I've so heard good. That in a long yeah. Time. yeah. I mean, I hope it's good. Like I I I miss a good Tony Hawk game. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been a while. It's been a while, and I really, really can't wait for this to come out. But that is it for tonight, folks. Thanks, Wes and uh, Danny, my co-host. As always, it's a pleasure talking with you guys. Have fun. Thank you. Yeah, same here. And join us next Monday on Player to Player here at twitch.tv slash Northerners, where we talk about all of the gaming news that you don't want to miss, discuss the months, us, industry, veterans, industry, insiders, etc., etc. You can catch us over on YouTube, whether if you want to watch the vlog version or if you want to catch us on and listen to us on the road, you can go and find us on your favorite podcast source, whether it's over on Apple or it's on or Apple's iTunes, if it's on the Google 
podcast listings, wherever you want to go and find us. Spotify, we're there. Go find us over there. Tune in, listen to us, ramble on about the various topics, and we will see you next Monday. Have a great day.